Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Stop Discounting, and instead use value-add incentives, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. And if there are topics you find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, as I mentioned on a few episodes that aired in July, I recorded a number of podcasts back-to-back in one day at an event and didn't take time to record their bio, so I had enough time to discuss the content. So let me give you a little info on my guests before getting into the recording. Speaker, author, and entrepreneur, Paul Escaper combined a deep passion for marketing and storytelling with a pragmatic obsession with profitability and isn't afraid to call it like she sees it. She has owned a successful marketing agency in Vancouver, Canada for more than 20 years. A digital pioneer, Paula was also a key member of the team that introduced online banking to the U.S. with HSBC Canada, launched e-commerce for major retail brands, including Future Shop. Best Buy in London Drugs, and Intrawest Resorts, Playground Real Estate. Today, she works exclusively with entrepreneurs who are committed to breaking through the growth ceiling to reach their first million dollar plus year using the Growth Architecture Blueprint, her proven framework that has helped her clients achieve growth between 25% and 300% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now to the recording of today's episode. So thank you, Paula, for joining me today. Thank you, Candy. It's terrific to be here. It's been a great day. 
Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be an interesting one. And I would love for you first to just give me like a minute or two more of your background than what I had in your bio and explain how you even got involved in helping entrepreneurs. Sure. Well, I've been an entrepreneur myself for um, almost a quarter century now. So I, I started my business when my first child was still a toddler and I wanted to spend more time with her and I didn't want to put my career on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my husband and I started a digital agency and that was kind of the beginning of moving into working with entrepreneurs. I, I started out working with huge fortune 500 companies and being part of their marketing uh, program. But I kept seeing little pieces of the recipe, you know, being, being doled out to entrepreneurs as the magic bullet. And there was always a piece missing. It was, it was like, I don't know if you bake, but I like to bake. And so imagine making a chocolate cake and forgetting to put the sugar in. Nothing but cocoa powder. It doesn't taste very good. And so the same thing was happening with entrepreneurs. They were being given half the recipe and then they're spending a lot of money and a lot of time and it doesn't work. And when you can help somebody add those few little missing ingredients, their business just skyrockets. I've seen entrepreneurs 25 to 300% growth. It's so exciting. And you know, that makes a difference in their life. I mean, it's a real impact, real people. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I would love to talk about that then too. I mean, I am working with some that are just starting out and I've been Mm -hmm. working with some that are seasoned entrepreneurs who have been in business for a long time. And no matter if you're starting fresh or you've been in for a while, you really want to focus on growth or sustaining at least what you have. Um, But talk to the entrepreneur who's listening and help them understand what they can be doing to improve that revenue. Sure. Well, you know, the thing is what you need to do changes based Mm. on where you are in your business and it changes based on who your client is. Mm. And so it's not just what you do, but also how you do it and how you frame your message. And I'll give you a great example. I'm, I'm working with a client right now. They have a fantastic program and it has two ways of being delivered. On one side of the business, they work with large governmental organizations to help that organization's clients. On the other side of the business, they're working with individuals like you and me, helping them find their purpose and passion so that they can go out and create the business, the career, the job that they love. The way that they approach that marketing changes. Same product, same people, same story. But if they go to government, with the same positioning and message that they go to the individual entrepreneur with, it's going to fall flat on its face. (laughs) And so what you do changes and that's the key. It's not about tactics. It's not about tactics. It's about knowing who you need to talk to and then how to frame your message so that they can hear what you need them to hear and they can experience what you need to experience. Well, it comes down to understanding your customer and what their needs are. Yes, it does. It does. And the beautiful part of it, it doesn't matter who that client is. What you really have to do is create demand. The best thing you can do is create the need within your customer to have your help. 
And you do that by solving the problem. Oh, perfect. I was going to say, can you tell us how to do that? (laughs) You do that by solving the problem that creates the need for your services. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're told to go to networking events Mm -hmm. and give them our elevator pitch. And have you ever been in that room and everybody's sitting there? You know, (laughs) I mean, I love those rooms because my last name starts with an S and my first name starts with a P. They go alphabetical. Life is good. The only time I ever lose is when they say the person with the longest hair. Because, you know, then I, then I tend to win. I get to go last and, and everybody in the room is thinking, okay, um, my name is Jennifer and I'm with this company and we help this client solve this problem. And, and you just hear the, the same thing over and over right. and over again. And I guarantee you leave that room and ask the people in the next room you go into in one of those, tell me what one person in the room before me said to you, mm-hmm. nobody will be able to answer because we're so afraid of getting our own elevator pitch wrong. We're totally focused. And then when you do yours, then you go, ah, you know, there's that sigh of relief, but nobody else in the room has had that sigh. And, 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 and it just doesn't work. And, and then we wonder like, what's wrong with us? Why aren't we getting clients? Why aren't, you know, why am I the best kept secret the, on the planet? But the reality is we're solving the wrong problem. We're trying to tell people, hey, I help you when you have this problem. Mm-hmm. And we'd be much better off if we figured out what's the problem they have right before the one we solve. Oh, interesting. Right. I'm not so sure this, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. So the solution to every problem creates a new one. Mm-hmm. Right. You think about, um, just think about real life, right? You, you, you're looking to get a partner. Well, the first problem you have is attracting attention from the opposite sex. Then you have to try, you know, so you solve that problem. Now I want to find the right person. You solve that problem. Now I want to get them to propose. There's always a next (laughs) step. Figure out what the step is before the step that you help with and help them solve that problem. Because then you've delivered value in a way that doesn't cannibalize your business. Right. You've built trust. You've built relationship. And when they need to solve the next problem, who is the most natural person for them to say, hey, thanks for that. Do you know anything about? Right. So if the problem before the one that you solve is really not something that you do, would you recommend that they actually build relationships with somebody that does that where they can refer them and then the business ends up coming back? Or like, what would you say? Referral marketing, affiliate marketing, whatever you want to call it, joint ventures is a fantastic way to build a business. And in fact, if you look at how big businesses do it, Those kinds of relationships exist all the time and they exist everywhere. If I help a Fortune 500 company, they're going to tell their friends who aren't their competitors about the work that I did with them. They're going to refer me to that work. Um, If I work with a client and I help bring that client to another vendor, and I've had this happen and they liked that experience, they will tell their other clients because they know that the work I do helps make their work better. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a new, it's just the way that we do it is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, th- that's a fantastic way of doing it. I'll tell you though, very, very often, there is a transitional problem that people have. Life's not that cut and dry. 
-hmm. there's almost always a piece of how you serve that is about educating the customer, educating the client so that they know that there's an option or an opportunity so that you, you give them hope, you mm. inspire hope. And that, that piece is usually, it's a little gap that lives between the big problem that people will pay to solve before you and the big problem that you solve. There's a little piece in the middle that most human beings are wired to try and fix themselves. Mm. Okay. And so if someone wants to end up attracting the customers that have at least this problem right before them, you know, how yeah. would you coach them to go about finding that right ideal client? So again, completely a different thing than what we're told to do. We're told to build this profile of our ideal client and then mm -hmm. become the person they want and then go out and attract that person completely backwards, completely hmm. and totally backwards. What we really need to do is we first need to figure out the hill on which we're going to stake our claim. We need to plant our flag. This is who I am and this is how I serve. And then we take that and what we do is we work with our clients, we figure that out and we really get super clear on that. Then we go and we say, okay, now who are all of the possible people in the universe that you could solve this problem for and where is the overlap between the unique way that you serve and the unique way that they experience the need for your help and when you find that overlap you don't have to go and do anything to attract those people you just have to show up as you in the world and you've got this profit sweet spot and that's where we talk about client flow so instead of building this complicated sales funnel and you're trying to do all of these you know sales magnets that are you know all getting up in your head about who the customer is and and tearing your hair out and waking up at three in the morning thinking you've got the language wrong and all right. that stuff it disappears no more outdated funnels no more tired tactics no more snoozy scripts it's really just you being you showing up where the person the client that you're uniquely suited to help is looking for answers and saying hey i've got something over here it might help you it might not i don't know and then the clients just flock to you they they um they're attracted to you because of what you stand for and also because of what you stand against so it, it, it's an interesting piece and what, what often happens when we work with a when we work with a client they actually end up doing less but they do more of the right things in the right places speaking to the right people. And so they're able to get the results that they need. And that's where the growth comes from. So obviously you said funnels, you know, don't worry about those. I mean, a lot of people think you have to create X, Y, Z and get them to go down this funnel. So if that's not what they're doing, how do they get in front of those potential customers that are going to need their service or, you know, the product that they've decided that's the hill that they're going to do? Yeah. So it's, it's the tactics aren't necessarily different it's not mm -hmm. that you'll never give away a download mm -hmm. it's not that you'll never do a podcast you know those those tactical pieces you do them still you do fewer of them you do them more deliberately and more strategically mm -hmm. and you have a better way of engaging think about when was the last time you were thinking about going to a movie 
and you went online and you downloaded a cheat sheet on how to choose a great movie you'll enjoy with your husband and then went through that process and then you took the mini course and the and the mm -hmm. you know the five step funnel how am i going to do this you know and then you looked at testimonials from people who'd gone to watch the movie and right. then, you don't do that mm -hmm. we, we don't we don't do that some of us might call a few friends some people might go and look at reviews on Yelp. People come to the purchase in different ways. Mm -hmm. The problem with a funnel is that it treats everybody the same. Mm. And so you're going to do this, then you're going to do this, right. then you're going to do this. Well, what happens if I come to that funnel? And what I really want to do is write you a check and get down to work. Right. Mm -hmm. You've now just put all of this work in my way between you helping me and me giving you money. And so what happens? I'm, I'm going sale. through this process oh. you totally do because somebody mm -hmm. comes knocking on my door and says hey i'll take your money okay here you mm -hmm. go take my money yeah let's make it happen and so you end up educating your client so that they become a better customer for your competitor and 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 it's it's because of the the it's the visual structure of the funnel mm -hmm. give people options give them let them choose let the client choose whether they're going to take the next step in your in your in your funnel, or if they just want to shortcut around it and go straight to the end and, and write you a check. I'm okay with people writing me a check. <laughs> I mean, that's ideally the goal, right? Is that you find the right customer who needs your service and they come and they're knocking on your door wanting your assistance and they've got check yeah. in hand. Right. Yeah. And and it happens, right? And and often there's um there's another thing that we noticed when we were working with large corporates, and that was that when we tried to figure out where people came from and tried to use the software to do it, all marketing automation software is designed to support your use of the marketing automation software. So it, it credits the sale with which, which trackable thing. Did you download the lead magnet? Did you watch this video? But when we asked people, they gave us very different answers than what the software gave oh, us. Oh, interesting. People said, oh, you know what? I was, I was in my Slack channel for my graphic designers group, and somebody posted a video that you had you know, been interviewed on Candy Mester's podcast, and they posted <laughs> it, and I loved what you had to say. So then I went and I checked out your website. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Forgot about it for a while. And then I was talking to my friend Susan, and she had seen you on, boom. And, you know, and so then, and then my boss posted it in my channel and now we're talking and my website said, Google analytics said that they, um, they did a Google search or clicked on a paid oh, ad. Right. Well, mm -hmm. they only clicked on the paid ad because of all that other stuff that happened. Right. And so what funnels teach us to do is go do the paid ad, mm -hmm. but then nobody's clicking because we haven't done the work to get them to click. And then right. we're paying, you know, we're paying hundred dollars a click instead of three or two. Right. And so, and, and so those are the pieces it's, it really is about having the full recipe and not just the very final part of it. Right. Well, that's a good point. Like you're saying is if you're looking at a statistic and it says, this is how you got this you know, person, but you don't know what it took for them to finally decide to search you and learn about it. You know, like how many times they had to see you on you know, social media, or like you said, somebody referred them to you because, you know, they found out they had a need, right? And they're like, oh, I know someone, you should check out so-and-so. And then they did that search, right? So I guess ideally it's figuring out how to 
maximize on those situations where people are sharing about you or somehow you're getting in front of them. So they learn about you and your products and services. Definitely. Definitely. And there's a step before that though, Candy, there really is a step before that. The step before that is getting super, super, super clear on your difference on Mm. your value proposition. And, Mm -hmm. and it's not unique in the sense that, you know, that's another place where we get up on our head, right? We think we have to be, I have to be the only person on the planet wearing a black top. Well, is that going to happen? Never, right? You come to something, you walk out the door, boom, the first person at a black top you see, you're crushed because I'm not unique anymore. It's, Hmm. It's starting to, it's really understanding what it is about the way you serve that makes you a unique value to a particular client. If you don't know that, you end up sounding like everybody else. Yeah. I know we're short on time. So would you like to talk about an offer you might have for our listeners and how they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm doing this September to help people really kick it off, because you know, school year starts, business year restarts. In September, we're going to do a five-day group program. It's called the Client Flow Dam Buster. And what we're going to do in the five-day program, we're going to get together once a day and we're going to take all the entrepreneurs who sign up through a series of exercises. These are the same exercises that I take my Fortune 500 clients through to figure out exactly where their unique profit sweet spot is so that they can then go out and and, uh, bust the dam and get the clients flowing in. And I think um, you're going to put the URL uh, candy in the show notes so that people can sign up. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Paula, for being a guest on my show and sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Candy. It's been great talking with you. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode interesting and that it answered some questions about learning how to trade in outdated, ineffective sales funnels in favor of consistent cash flow. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Paula or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, financial planning for the everyday retiree. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.